Today on the Coaching Life Podcast. We aren't going to always have the role that we want. You know, we're not always going to be in the position that we want to be in. And that's okay. It's okay not to have what you want, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time. It's okay to not not be doing what you want to do. What's not okay is not to, to perform your role to the best of your ability. That's a huge lesson that we have to learn in life. One day, a couple of guys sat down for lunch, and a conversation began. They talked about youth sports, how to be better coaches, how to be better parents, how to be better at developing young people, not only for the games they play, but for life. That's what the coaching life is, a conversation, and we welcome you. Now, here are the hosts, Chris Stewart and Pat Martin. Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast. My name is Pat Martin. I'm here with my good friend, Coach Chris Stewart. Coach, how you doing today? Feel good today. It's a nice day outside. Nice fall oh, it's day. Been, yeah. Students this are walking weather. around. This weather's been phenomenal. Coach, we're uh, planning a... So my team is the Packages and Productivity Solutions team. This is your... This is your... Uh, your day-to-day job, yes, and your their day job, I the, should say. The Office of Information yes. Technology at Ohio University. We're planning a retreat where we, you know, <laughs> we're planning a retreat where we get together all at the same time in the office in person. <laughs> Imagine that. You miss each other. You really do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm actually excited about it. I'm never I'm not really one to get all excited about things like that, but. I'm excited to see. I haven't I haven't seen my Well, that's not true. I have seen my boss at a couple ball games over the past two years. Uh, but I haven't I haven't yeah, seen yeah. him we in had... a work setting for over two years. Wow. It's crazy. Went went that way. Uh, well in your office, you guys, the Office of Information Technology, you guys tend to work remotely more than any other office on campus right well, true. we always, we always are remote because you know when you even when we were on campus people would reach out you know yeah uh, people we consider partners yeah would reach out and uh you know say something was going wrong something wasn't working right and we most of the time we would fix that from our desk we wouldn't have to go anywhere to fix it so right so by nature where you're, doesn't matter yeah. where you're sitting right yeah. by nature yeah. it's remote so well, you told me something personal that you guys are, that you're doing, planning with your work-related life. I'll tell you something that I was going to do, but now I'm not. Okay. April and I planned a trip to St. Louis. All right. Uh, for the weekend of October 20th through 23rd, somewhere around there. She has some time off, like a day off, I think, uh, fall break the high school has that weekend, that Friday. And so, uh, you know, the Cardinals would have been in the National League Championship Series that weekend. Right. Therefore, I went ahead and purchased two tickets to the NLCS. Yep. And it's awesome. Really awesome. Except for the fact that the Cardinals aren't going to be in it. Right. Yeah, they they didn't look good. But you in have the wild card it. games. They did not look good. Nah. Well I hate to tell you this, but I think they're a little outclassed. Are you talking about a coaching issue there? <laughs> just overall. 
I don't think yeah. they're as good as they were. They weren't as yeah. They that was not a good division for one, but they they. Uh, yeah, I, you said last week on our podcast you 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 hesitate to question coaching decisions <laughs> when it comes to professional sports because right. you know they're just they're they're better than we are. Let's just be honest; mm-hmm. they're, they're there for a reason. Maybe, but, or if it's not but, all networking, oh, man, they just see, get there that's, because someone likes them. You're right, them. man. There's a lot of networking <laughs> involved in that because I had I was talking to my coaches and they they because they jabbed me a little bit because they knew I was going to go out there and they're like, oh, they're probably not going to St. Louis now. Are you? Oh no, we canceled the hotel, everything. Forget it. And I said, I'll be honest with you guys. I said. I said, there, there are four things that made me scratch my head when I was watching that game against the Phillies there. Uh, uh, not the one they eliminated them. The one where the, the, the first game that they lost where they were up by two runs. The first thing that caused me to scratch my head there was, and I can't remember who the darn starting pitcher was, but the starting pitcher was cruising all the way up through six innings. Just cruising. No one was hitting him hard. He had several strikeouts. He was doing really well, but there's this plan based on their analytics. This is a th- to take nah, him out. Come on now, that's uh, you're it is. right. I am right about it's this. It's a major league. It's a major. That's across the board. Though. I know that's it not is just coaching. But, that's not just them. But it doesn't have to be. This is coaching because you don't have to go by that. You could have some feel for the game, especially in that scenario where you have to win or you're going home. They're not playing now, and 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 so you know they they, they pull them. Okay. So you pull him, you put a reliever in, he does a nice job, but then you put your closer in in the eighth. Mm-hmm. This is not based on analytics. In fact, this is going against the analytics and, and the data, which showed that he had not pitched two innings all year. The mm-hmm. guy had not thrown more than three outs all year. But in this game, all of a sudden now, you're going you're gonna to have him do it. So he didn't do too bad in the, uh, I guess it was the seventh. He didn't do too bad in the seventh, but then he comes back and th- to throw the eighth, and he cannot find the zone. Mm. He cannot yeah. find the zone. No, it was the it was the ninth. It was the eighth and ninth because the other guy hit the seventh. Yeah, and and uh, he he had a he had a battle. You know, leadoff hitter was Bryce was was uh, they got the leadoff hitter off. Then Bryce Harper comes up, and, or no, next guy gets a base hit. Bryce Harper comes up. It's like ooh, okay, tying runs. Bryce Harper, and and so he. Goes right after him with a couple curveballs. Harper swings through them, and then he throws four balls in a row. Can't 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 get him out. Wow! And they, and they and they were bad pitches. And so the next guy comes up, and he he's nowhere near the plate. Nowhere near the plate. He ends up walking three of them. He hits a fourth guy, and hit by pitch brings in the first run, and then a base hit scores two more. Phillies go up three to two, and then they end up scoring six runs in that in that game. Here's what caused me to scratch my head during that debacle no one now maybe there's a rule about this are there rules about going i mean i know that that uh on it, it would have been the second trip if the manager goes out to talk to him right yeah, yeah. which means he's he, second yeah and so he's he's got to uh he's got to pull that guy can melina not go out and talk to him can we not get somebody up in the bullpen the, there was nobody up thrown in the bullpen it, you every time they panned over to the dugout it was like deer in a headlights look in there like like Hey, everyone knows. Everyone, there's forty-eight thousand people in the stadium. There are all kinds of people watching. Everyone knows he's lost it. The guy has lost his fastball. He cannot throw a strike. Get him out. Go talk to him. Mm. Do something. And they didn't do it until they had until they lost the lead. And so I don't know that. Just it just causes me to 
uh, well, here, well, and here's another thing. The, the next guy they bring in. This is going to get. They're already down. Great with our conversation. They're already down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're already down by. At that point, they're down one run. So it's three to two. No, no, no. Not, they weren't even down one run. By the time they bring the next guy in, you got bases loaded. The, the game is tied. Bases loaded. You have one out. They bring in a guy that afterwards in the press conference, he admits, the manager admits, he's a ground ball pitcher. Okay, cool. One out. Ground ball pitcher. Major League Baseball. Turn two in the middle. Right? Turn two in the middle. Actually, no, they were still up by a run because what happened was he pulls the entire infield in Ooh. to play, have everybody play for the out at home. Their whole goal, their idea of turning two was four and one, right? Okay. Dude gets a, he's got two strikes on him, gets a little pitch out over the plate, just kind of punches it for a ground ball between the three and a half, mm. between the second base and first base. Second base couldn't that get to That would have been shallow. fielded by the second baseman had he been in, in double play depth. However, they still may not have gotten two. Double play. But here's what would have happened. They would have at least gotten one out. They didn't get any outs of it, out of it. Base hit, scored two runs. Now you're down three to two instead of being potentially tied two to two with, with two outs. With two outs. Because what happens with the next hitter? Hard ground ball to first base. First baseman fields it, comes home with it. Now the catcher has to make a tag. Molina has to make a tag because now there's runners on first and third. That runner breaks for home. He's thinking, I don't want to give up any more outs or any more runs. We only have one out still. He throws it home. They don't get that out. They don't have any outs on that play. Yeah. On that play, if there's two outs, first baseman fields it, goes and touches the bag or tosses it the first to the pitcher, and we got three outs out of the inning. Game is tied. You go hit in the bottom of the ninth see what happens instead they go into the bottom of the ninth down six to two mm. so i don't know I, it, because when i saw that they were playing the infield in before the base hit happened i thought to myself and i even said i spoke to the tv actually i said why aren't you playing for two why, why aren't you why don't you have corners in here right right so i don't know i if it felt like the game was moving a little faster than the moment was a little big for the young 36-year-old manager. Yeah. Do you suppose that he was making those decisions because maybe he just didn't have anyone in the in the bullpen that he liked? The pitching decisions? Yeah. That's possible. Like he just didn't yeah. like them. It's possible. Personal. Yeah. Personally didn't like Oh, like them. he did. That's, oh, that's, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right, of course not. No. He's, he, he's making decisions based on. What, what he, he felt like was the best opportunity gave his team the best opportunity to win. Right, it, but uh, those could be wrong. They decisions. just may have been bad decisions, horrible decisions. Yeah. As a matter of fact, and and and, and again, it may have been it, in those pressures moments, pressure situations. You know, do or die moments. It's it's uh, some guys are really good about slowing things down, and in their mind, they're able to go through all the scenarios and say, and make the best the wisest choice mm -hmm. some guys just aren't good at that and it takes right. experience to you know i think you have to experience some failure to be to get better at that and yeah. I, I you know he'll get i mean he's he's there for a reason you know the manager yeah, I think, is i don't know that i i can't cite this but uh 20 of the time managers make decisions that impact games 20 percent of the time managers make decisions i'm sorry 20% of the time, managers make decisions that win games. 20% mm. of the time, managers make decisions that lose games. 
And 60% of the time, the players decide that. Yeah, yeah. The better managers stay on that upper end more than they 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 do the lower. Sure. End, right? If you stay, if you're on the upper end, then you have an eight. You're, you have an eighty percent chance. Right. Of, and that's and a lot of, of that is just a lot putting your position putting players your team in a position position yeah. to win. Right. Yeah. It's not the decisions yeah. that you make that really have an impact ultimately, right. but it's putting your players in position to win. But some managers are just they really have a bad knack of yeah. taking their players out of those positions yeah. and you know costing their teams wins. Those are the the right. that don't really last a lot. Right. Very long. So Yeah. So anyway, I, we're not going to St. Louis. All okay. that all that to say. But you but you are you do have plans to possibly go watch the Guardians Yankees, right? Not the Yankees. Because that weekend, so yeah, we, so yeah, you're right. We, we're going to change our. We've we've changed our trip. Yeah, we've booked a hotel in Cleveland, downtown Cleveland. We are going to go ahead and go to Cleveland. All right, that'll be the we're gonna, LCS. We're going to make a. Yeah, it's just a. It's a, like a my birth. It's part of my birthday, April's. Right. April's I like how you good. say that, not the Yankees, because it's it will not be the, be the Guardians. It, it can't be because the, they're playing the Yankees in the DS in the division series. And then since the Guardians are going to win, and when the Guardians beat the Yankees, <laughs> they will be in the American League Championship Series. Now here's the th- here's the, here are the variables though okay the only way that we'll be able to go to a game is if the Astros also win because if the Guardians end up the higher seed in ah, the C- in the ALCS they won't be there that they week. will not be there that, that weekend they'll be wherever you know whoever who's playing the Astros the uh, uh, uh the Nah, the no Mariners. one from the Central. Seattle Mariners. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They're not going to beat the Astros. <laughs> nah, you're right. So I, so all we really need to do, I, I have confidence the Astros are going to be there. Uh, if we, if the, Although I was impressed the, because the, the Blue Jays were up on the Mariners 6-2 to two the other night, and the Mariners yeah. came back and won like Yeah, that. I did. I watched that one, too. Yeah, so anyway, um, we, we do plan to buy ALCS yeah. tickets. I was they, just going to make a Yankees there. joke there. I've got, I know a lot of you. Yeah, somehow I know a lot of Yankees fans in southeastern Ohio. It's, you know, it's like, I, look, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's true. Right? And there are a lot of them around here, too. Yeah. Cooper Rush. You got your Cooper Rush jersey? Cooper Rush has the fifth highest quarterback rank, uh, rating uh, in uh, the NFL right now. Whoa. I didn't, I didn't think that was true. Because I, I didn't think he's been playing all that awesome, to be honest. Uh, you don't. I think he's just been managing the game well offensively, not turning it over, and the defense has been winning them games. Yeah. If you don't have turnovers, then you have a high QBR. You do. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's tough. Well, I'm sure, Coach, that um, you know one of those pitchers in the bullpen. There was a parent of one of those pitchers in the bullpen sitting around somewhere saying, "What are you doing, you idiot?" Why aren't you putting my son in the game? And, you know, thinking that there's probably some sort of unfair reason or biased reason that, that the uh, his yeah. uh, their son isn't getting in the game at that point. It was, it's not just because the coach thinks that's what gives him the best chance to win in that moment. I think there's 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 probably parents, maybe not, maybe not in the major leagues, maybe not in the bullpen, right? But those situations do we come up. We might be surprised, often. actually. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should have, we'll reach out to Mister Dobnak and see if. Well, we know he wouldn't be that way. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, you're right. He wouldn't. Maybe. <laughs> Didn't know. That's would. true. You just never know. Yeah, it's 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 your child. It doesn't matter what level they're playing. That's your child. Yeah, but the, the reason he wouldn't is because he never has, right? It's always that's been, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's, so he's yeah. pretty consistent. Yeah, he's, he's got. He never did even when 
his child was not right playing in the, in the young, majors, young, yeah. younger days. So we're going to talk about playing time today. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, we've we've we yeah. went back and forth, and we feel like we've talked about this thing over and over again. And there's there has to be a an episode out there that we really focused on it, but we can't find it. And we don't. That's exactly <laughs> you know when this topic was mentioned, I'm like, oh, we we talk about that all the time, or we I know like I know we have an episode where that was the focus. Yeah. But I went through a, all 130 of our episodes this morning. I mean, didn't listen to them, but I, just looking at the show notes and looking at the titles. And could not figure out which one it would have been. Yeah, I'm not for sure either. I think we've we've mentioned it, t- you know, at different times throughout our conversation, yes. and just covered probably the <laughs> the same thoughts we will today. But I, I I thought it was important because I feel like you know this the coaching life podcast we talk to you know different groups of people, but two two groups of people that we. You know, primarily speak to are coaches and parents, and yeah. I feel like that in the case of playing time, both of those groups can do better in um, navigating this th- issue. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. In navigating the issue, and and I I think we have to do a little bit more than just saying things like. Uh, I'm not going to talk about playing time. Yeah, I agree. Or as a parent, we got to do a little bit more than just say things like, well, my kid's not playing because uh, politics. Yeah, we'll say politics. I was going to get, I was going to have a specific specific read. You know, uh, the coach uh, works with. The shortstop's mm. dad, so he, you know mm. he likes well, them more. Yeah, those kinds yeah. of things. But that's well, politics. That be, yeah, that's that, politics. Yeah. So I, I that's think, a great example of what people are meaning when they say politics. Right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I think we need to do better in both areas, yeah. both groups, both coaches and parents need to do better to yeah navigate or I would say even leverage the concept of playing time uh, to better suit our teams and to better suit. Our players, our kids. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any doubt or any argument, perhaps, that they're that the number one conflict between coaches and parents comes down to this issue. Yeah. Of play of how long how often my child is playing in the game or and or what position my child is play what True. role my child has in mm, playing yeah, on the team yeah their role yeah yeah i mean th- th- you know i think other people will say well i don't know there are other reasons you know this coach is just a you know he's a butthole and i just don't like him and all that and and maybe maybe there are other reasons but i think generally across the board if you know if you if you were to ask coaches what what's the, what's the number one reason why you you might have conflict with with parents with a parent or some parents um, i think the answer would be that I mean, not the answer, but one of the most common answers would be playing time, right. uh, playing time issues. Yeah, I agree with you. And to speak to that that scenario right there, where you know a coach is, because we you know we've already said it. What's a coach want to do? A coach's job mm-hmm. at you know I would say from I would say from. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say from a varsity program level. I'm going to say program. Yeah. I'm not just because yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's just about the varsity team. 
Sure. From a varsity program level up, coach's job is to win. It is. And uh, that's a tough thing to say. And people will tell you, as a coach of a high school program, if your number one priority is to win, then that's not right. Right? <laughs> right. Your number one priority yeah. should be developing, helping develop and you know, and mentor you know, young men to become mature adults and in doing that through the context of sports, whether you win or lose. And I agree. Right. <laughs> and in fact, an athletic department that hires you would probably even state that yeah. when they hire you, right? Right. Now, let's be really, really honest here, okay? Let's be really honest. If your high school program has a coach who is really good at developing young men to become mature adults and make wise decisions and raise good families, but they don't win any games, mm -hmm. your athletic department's going to fire that coach. That's right. Maybe not this year. But in the next couple of years, he'll give. Nope, he might get three years. Yeah. And so, well, and let's look at it the other way. Let's look at it the other way. Let's say you have a coach that is not very good at mentoring young men. He's he's quite frankly a jerk. Yeah. But he's undefeated every year. Yeah. He's probably going to keep his job longer than he should because of that. Now tell me, now tell me, we don't want our coaches in high school to win. Yeah, right. true. Yeah. And, I mean, those coaches usually lose their positions. Because of other reasons. Yeah, because yeah. They, yeah. they did something they shouldn't have done. You know, they went, a, went across the line in well, some case or something like that. I mean, you'll even hear you'll hear statements like, eh, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue with the win-loss record. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You definitely hear that. And so it, it, so it, it is about – it is about winning. Yeah. And, and here's my, you know, my thing with that. And I know that I know this is, this is how you are as well. My definition of winning starts at that win loss column, but it doesn't end there. Yes. My definition of winning. And, you know, as, as the head coach of Meg's baseball, our definition of winning starts at the win loss column and, and, and really ends with that development of the person. Yeah. That's part of the definition of winning. Yeah, I, I've told guys before, it, you know, it, it, to use the language that you're using right now, it starts in the win-loss column, but it ends tonight when you lie your head on that pillow. Yes. What kinds of things did you do when you got home this evening yeah. to show your parents that you're grateful for them, to serve your family? Absolutely. That's where, that's where it ends. But I think that is where... We, as parents, we get things mixed up because that because of the playing time issue, mm. right? Because of that that metric, you know, that individual stat yeah. that we're talking about, we lose sight of the back end of what it means to win. Yeah, what you know that that definition of win doesn't always include what you're doing mm -hmm. on the field. And I think that's very important, and I think that's you know something that, mm. that we have to uh, we have to dive into as coaches and parents. And I think that's where I wanted to go today with it. Cool. Yeah. Well, 
can we go back to something that you said right at the beginning? And that is, uh, you mentioned that you don't think, or you think we need to get beyond the coach saying, we're not going to talk about playing time, right? Yeah. Because I, I, I'll tell you, that's, that's an area that I think I have evolved in a little bit. Well, I know I have. Because I, as a young, younger coach, that was a, um, a definitive statement that I always made. Um, in a parent meeting, in our team manual even, I, I said I, I, in big, bold letters, we will not talk about playing time. And, and I was primarily speaking to parents mm-hmm. there, right? right. Because I, I, I do and have really always talked with players about playing time. Sure. And, uh, and I think in many ways in, in stating that, what's ha- what happens is you kind of immediately up front – Put this wedge between you, and maybe that's maybe some coaches are like, "That's a good thing." I don't want, I, mm-hmm. I, I want there to be some separation between me and the parents. Right. I get that, but, but it's almost it's divisive in a way. A wedge and is not separate; it's not a boundary. A right. wedge is divisive, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it kind of starts things off on the the wrong foot. You know what I mean? You're saying, "Well, I have, there's open communication policy," except, yeah. Well, and and here's what I did with myself. I asked myself, "Okay, why?" Mm-hmm. What's my reason then for for saying I don't want to talk? I will not talk with parents about playing time. And some reasons are good, but others are not. You know, because I mean, honestly, what, you know, what is, you know, what what am I afraid of there in yeah. talking about and talking about playing time? Well, I might, you know, one, I'm just, some sometimes I might just be afraid of confrontation. Yes, I don't like confrontation. I'd say that's that's yeah. the large majority yeah. of it. I hate confrontation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it might be, you know, the fear of having to articulate the reasons or not being able, you know, to. and defend your defend your decisions. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's it's harder to, to defend your decisions because perhaps the players that are playing in front of the kid in question haven't been executing things very well. Very good. Right. Yeah. Um, even though you still believe that those are the right players to have in the game. The other times it's hard to articulate your reasons is because you know you're going to hurt the parents' feelings yeah. if you're honest with them right. about why, right? And so that's another possibility. And, and I think sometimes, and I just, and I'll throw this one out there. Sometimes I think um, it's, I think having, having that definitive, we will not talk with parents about playing time kind of keeps you in control and anytime you have to have a conversation like that with someone, you kind of feel like things are out of control, mm. don't you? Yeah. Like the last thing you want in your program is is uh, divisiveness and disgruntlement. Um, but here's the problem, I think. Just because you're not talking about it doesn't mean your program doesn't have a problem with it. True. You yes. know what I'm saying? It's I mean, the, uh, the, the proverbial hidden dragon. It's going to be out there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be out there. Uh, because it, th- there's just there's going to be disgruntlement about playing time. If they're not, if they're not talking with you about it, they're talking with other, they're, they're, they're getting on social media and creating group. Think about it. Right. Yeah. Group think is you post a disgruntlement about a coach or playing time. And then, and then all of a sudden you got 36 comments within the next 15 minutes of somebody jumping on board who have no clue what exactly has happened, yeah, but they, no, but they no, like you. Right. And they want to support the you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what group think is. And, and it ends up and ends up just being a, a mess in that situation. And so you may as well open up channels and avenues to have these kinds of conversations with people, players, so. as well as parents. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that you know that's 
I think that's why I wanted to talk about this today because, you know, as parents, the, you know, the problem is, and I actually mentioned this in, when, I was, when I had my first parent meeting as a, last year as, yeah. a, as a varsity coach. I said the problem with high school sports or school sports in general is that parents aren't there hmm. during practices. They don't that get, is a big problem. It's a big problem because they don't get to see their child participate in the sport. They don't get to see them compete. They don't get to see them be a part of this program. What are you gonna and say? I know what you're, what you're saying between the lines there isn't, <laughs> isn't just you don't get to see your child's lack of effort and practice. That's not what you're saying. No, no, no. You're, see, you're saying you don't get to see your child's joy yes. in participating in the sport during practice. And their role yes. on the team. They're embracing they of impact it. Yeah. the team. You know, how they're yeah. making the team better. How they are competing the, for the team. They're, make, they're helping the team win yes. with their role. And they're having fun. Yeah, that's why they play the sport. Yeah, they're having fun in in that practice. And but but what what happens is when ninety nine percent of your evaluation of your child's participation in the sport comes from game day. Yes, it doesn't always look like your child's having fun because he's not out there on the on the field. Right. right. I mean, well, let's be, just be real honest. Everybody plays sports because it's fun, and the kids that are playing it that are on the field the most, they're having the most fun. Yeah. Right. But see, typically. Yeah, absolutely. That's where we go back to that developing the person yes. aspect. Because that's the that's a huge lesson that we have to learn in life. Yeah. That we don't aren't going to always have the role that we want. You know, we're not always yeah. going to be in the position that we want to be in. And that's okay. It's okay not to have what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time. Yep. It's okay to not to not be doing what you what you want to do. What's not okay is not to to perform your role to the best of your ability. There's your there's your there's your personal development there. Right. And in that situation, the kids, the players that aren't getting the you know the majority of the playing time or any of the playing time, are actually in an opportunity to learn that better than the kids that are. They're actually actually having an yeah. advantage. So they're, you know, they're actually That's, getting more valuable education in the sense of what they're going to experience in life it, it, than yeah. some of those other kids. Now they're, and that's the thing. That's what coaching is: is finding opportunities for your for all of your kids. Well, it's adversity, right? And yeah, not absolutely. playing is adversity, and so it's not unlike you know you, the fact that you often will learn more about the game and about your team and how to get better on on days when you lose than when you win. Yeah. Right. You, you know, that's why. That's why you call it. We we win some and we learn some. I tell you, we had we had a player last year that didn't play much, and uh, he did everything that he could to help out his teammates. Mm. He 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 helped catcher put his shin guards on. He would run out and get you know helmets, uh, batting gloves. That gives, gives me chills. Right oh, there. And, and, I love it. And, yeah. and I at one point this is going to get you. At one point throughout the season, I pulled him aside and I said, "I, I, re- I appreciate you so much, and I, I want you to know that it, it pains me mm-hmm. that I, I have not been able to get you more playing time." And he said, "Coach, I want to win. Do whatever you think's best." Yeah. And I thought, my goodness, 
My goodness. Yeah. You know, that's the type of that's the type of player you want on your team. It is. And he 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 helped us win. You know, most he did. People wouldn't see that. Right. But he helped us. He's doing his job, and it's a harder job. And if you don't think it's a harder job, try it. You know, being on a baseball team for you know three months and, and not getting much playing mm-hmm. time, but still going out and yeah. and do your charting and you know taking care of game changer and doing all the things that I mentioned. I mean, it's a tough job. It's high character because you're working just as hard in practice as those other guys. Yeah, in most cases, a kid is doing that right and not getting the reward of being on the field, and so he has found his reward in doing those other things, in serving yes. his teammates. And what what else is there as a parent to be proud of? I know. That? That, that's, I, I speak on this issue from all angles of it. I, can't, I can legitimately say that I can speak on this issue from all angles. I have been the player mm-hmm. that has played a lot. I've been the player who didn't play as much as I thought I should have played. I got mad at my college coach because I, I was a two-way player, but there was another two-way player, uh, and, and we were both pitchers and shortstops. And this guy, was he was a year older than me. I felt like I was better than him, and my coach told me that I was not. So there you go. Now, he told me I was not better than him. He said, he said, Chris, I'll be honest with you. He said, he's a more consistent hitter than you, and he, he, he doesn't have a strong – you think you're better than him because your arm is stronger, and I will agree with that. Your arm is stronger, but he gets the ball over to first base quicker than you do. His feet, are, his feet and his hands are better than yours. Mm. And so, I, you know what my next question was? I said, okay. I said, I, I said, am I still a two-way player in your mind? He said, absolutely. I said, where else can I impact this team besides the mound? He said, you need to learn how to play outfield. I'd never played outfield in my life. I'm like, I'm, let's do it. Oh, good so stuff. So I, I ended up starting playing some little bit of right field when I wasn't pitching. Nice. And, um, but I was ticked because I wasn't playing and I thought I should have been, right? Sure. But, but, but I had that conversation with him. Yeah. And, and he it's was okay real, to be upset. Anyway, yeah, you're a competitor. Right. Absolutely. Right. I don't want players and, on my team. And I, want, and, and I needed that honest answer because I didn't believe it was true. Yeah. I thought I was better than him. Well, and here's the fact, though. Coach could be wrong. He could be. I don't think he was. I, you know, Looking back on it now, 20 years later, I, he wasn't. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. But, but, uh, but even if he is, it's a bad it's coaching decision. decision. Yeah. It's not an unfair decision. It's certainly not. You it's know just, what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just his discernment is lacking there, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what, do you, what can you do about that? There's nothing you can do. It doesn't make thing. him a horrible person. It might not make him a very good coach. Sure, <laughs> sure. Right? But, again, it's those decisions that he makes mm-hmm. or she makes that ultimately impacts yeah. that win-loss column yeah. and decides whether they keep their job or not. Exactly. So they're... In their mind, they're going to do what they need to do. We are going to do what we need to do mm-hmm. to win. Yes. We're going to make yes. those decisions in order to win. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you could say, well, you know, maybe bottom of the order. So, you know, uh, you ha- a coach might have their seven top players that they know is going to win them most of their game. You know, you can, you can make that argument. You can say, but my kid's not playing because – they know this kid, you know, they know this kid's parents. But the bottom line is this. If your kid was good enough, yeah, the coach would play them, right? Yeah, that's the thing that, I mean. To be on that edge. Let's to, just, yeah. To, that, he, that he's able or she's able to say, well, I'm going to pick this kid because I know them. To be on that edge, 
they're not good enough. Right. They need to get better. And that's not comparing yourself to that player. That's that's knowing I got to get better yes. so that to, 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 you know that I'm not part of that that logic. Even if that is the case, which I don't think that's the case, the large majority of the time, coaches put, put the players that they think are going to give them the best chance mm-hmm. to win the game in the game for the longest period of time. They could be wrong. They could be the Listen, dumbest coach I know. in the world, but they still make that decision. Why, why else? I mean. You know, I've made, I've had to make these decisions before as a coach as well. Uh, you know, well, obviously we, have, we all do, but the, where you know, you know that your life personally would be a little bit better yes. if you played, if you just played this kid because, because I know that if I, if I, if I, if I sit him, if I don't play him, there is going to be conflict there. Yeah. Like, and I don't want conflict. And so, like, it would be easier yeah. to play that kid, right. right? But if I truly don't believe that's what's giving me the best chance to win, giving our team the best chance to win, then I'm not. I'm going to make that hard decision, yeah. and therefore know that you've just created conflict, or p- perhaps in some cases, I basically created a situation where I lost friendships, right? Right. Yeah. That's where you bring back that when you lay your head down on the pillow at night. Yes. You know, that's yeah. a good life lesson. I know for that everybody. I made the best decision that, yeah. But I, let's go back to something you said a minute ago. You talked to that kid that, that, that uh, was serving his teammates. And one of the things you said was, it pains me. You looked at him uh, and said, it pains me to not be able to play you more, yeah. right? Why do, and, and let's, let's just break that down. Let's break that statement down for a second. Why did you say, why do you have to say, not be able to play you more? Because on a varsity team, in a varsity program, the best players play the most, right? right? Good players play a decent amount. Mm-hmm. They, they don't even play every day. No. I had some players last year who I know, uh, they're good. They were very good players. And there were times when they kind of didn't perform well. Yeah. Right. So and so that was that was another that. another good player played in front of them. Yeah. And and those are tough ones. Those are tough ones because usually it's the good players who don't understand as well why I'm not playing today, but I did yesterday. Right. And the bottom players, the ones that are at the bottom, they don't play very much anyway, and they kind of understand. But yeah. that's also a reality, and that's what you're telling that young man is you're a bottom player. Yeah. And 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 so and so I, I when I say I wish I could, it means I can't play you, and in good conscience know that I've put the best team on the field. Right. Absolutely. That's a hard thing to have to say. It is. But you have to say it. Yeah. It it does bother and you have me. To like hear I, it. I when I lay my head down at night it bothers me that I don't aren't able to do it. it but but it doesn't time. bother you because of an integrity issue. No. It bothers you because you have compassion for that child and you and you feel bad for to have to say something to him that doesn't make him necessarily feel good in the moment, but it's going to help him in the long run. Yeah. If the opposite was true, and I made the decision, you know, yeah, to make me feel better about myself, uh, I would I wouldn't feel better you'd about have, myself. Yeah, you'd I'd have a different a reason worse. you couldn't sleep that night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you know one thing that coaches can do, and you kind of talked about it there. You know, we do. I think there are, you know, groups of players. When you look at your program, regardless of what sport we're talking about there's you know there's those players that be, you know I'll, it, it's usually because they have you know speaking on you know high school terms elite skill um you know and i would i would say uh you know you, you 
elite skill or elite uh, impact. We'll say impact yeah. because it's not just skill; it's their awareness, their IQ, their their mm-hmm. physical, and you know everything that they bring to the table has a has an elite impact on the game, a great impact on the game. You have those people, you have those players that, like you said, are kind of in and out of the lineup based on who's hot. Right. Right. And then you have the players that probably aren't going to get a lot of playing time unless the situation calls for it or unless something crazy happens. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. practice, uh, the injuries happen, or maybe they just start really looking good. And then, you know, they get bumped up to that into that good player group where maybe they do get some yeah. time. I, I say all that not to, not to talk about, you know, uh, the terms that we use or the groups, but I say that to say it's important for us coaches to communicate that with our yes. players to let them know, hey, this is kind of, you know, before the season starts, this is kind of how I see you. Yeah. And, you know, I even, I had conversations with players last year where I said, and I, and I, I, I plan to do this mm-hmm. going forward. I always want to do this and I always want to be, you know, ha- to have that open line of communication yep. with my players going forward that I want you to think about the role that I'm asking you to fill. Yeah. It's an important role. I believe that you bring value to the team in this role, but I want you to think about it. I want you to go home and talk to your parents about it. Mm-hmm. And I want you to decide if this is a, a role that you want to participate in, because it's just not my decision. I'm not a dictator. You know, I can't force you to be in this role. I'm asking right. you. I'm asking you to be on the be on the team, be in the program, serve this role for me. It's it's important. It's valuable. Yeah. But if you can't do that, I don't want you to do it. It's not what's best for you, right? We do that all the time. When you know, when yeah. we go to work in the morning, we make that decision. Is this role that I'm serving some things right. that I want? You know, does it make me happy? Am I happy today? Maybe not, but you know, it might. It, it, you know, it might be the role that we need to be in, right? But if it's not, sometimes we have to make the decision. Yeah. To move on. Yeah. Right. Those are life decisions we have to make, and I, I think it's important that we empower our players our people mm-hmm. that make up our program to make those types of decisions, you know, to understand that as a coach, we're feeling a role where we have to make these decisions. Right. It's not necessarily something that we, you know, we always want to do and the, the, all the decisions we make don't make us happy, but that's our role. That's what we have to do. And you have a role too. Yeah. I think it's important. Mm. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's real good stuff. I've been in that parent role as well. Yeah. Um, Me too. Had a child, you know, my, my kids have all been fortunate to really, you know, have get a lot of playing time. Um, and then, you know, Brock went to college his freshman year. He and another freshman catcher caught every game together. I mean, uh, you know, they split time. So about 50% of the games he caught. And sometimes even when he wasn't catching, he played, he was DH or played a little bit of first base. The next year, they had a JUCO transfer come in. Stud. Who, ironically enough, is playing for the Savannah Bananas right now. Really? All summer long. Yeah. Yeah, Vinny. Vinny's playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, is, have yeah, you seen he, him on videos? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he's got a little shtick also that he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and all he, these guys are good. He was good. Yes. That league's yes. good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, he wasn't just, he, he didn't just become the starting catcher. He was our leadoff hitter and, and hit 328. That Stud, I remember yeah. when he came in. And then he transferred out. And, uh, but I remember how difficult that was. I remember how difficult it was for Brock. And here's, here's the funny thing. Like in the fall, when we watched, we'd go and watch the team. You know, that was the first time I'd see the, 
you know, the new players, you know, you know, with, with the, with the returning guys. Mm -hmm. And I saw this kid, you know, and I'm, I'm a baseball guy. I, I mean, I, I feel like I have a pretty decent view of what talent looks like. And I remember we were sitting over at Bridgeport they were playing against Fairmont state in the fall. And, and I see this kid and I'm like, this kid's good. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so I, uh, you know, they played, they played double header and then Brock, yeah, I talked to Brock afterwards again, we took him out to eat and everything. And I said, Hey, uh, what's, you know, when you got, you know, in your preseason coaches, you know, your meetings with your coaches, I said, what, what have they communicated to you that your role is, you know, like where, you know, where, where do they see you this year? And he said, well, you probably saw Vinny catch. I said, yeah. He said, he's good. I said, right. He said, so I'm going to be backing him up. So he was starting his freshman year. Sophomore year, he was now going to become a backup, hmm. right? And he said, I got the opportunity. He said, I, they told me I have, I'll have the opportunity to, to fill in some DH role, but that's just going to depend on how consistent I hit. Yeah. And so that, you know, that year he played the least amount, his sophomore year, he played the least amount of what he ended up playing, you know, the rest of his career, his whole career there. Yeah. Um, but it was hard mm -hmm. as a parent to see your child not, you know, not, not get to play as much say as yeah. you, as you maybe thought, cause there were days too, you know, there were weekend series and things like that where he didn't play at all or something. And I'd go, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, certainly he could have done a better job at first base than the one they had, you know, something like that. But there are probably some reasons for it, right? Maybe yeah. he was banged up a little bit. Maybe he didn't have a good week of practice. Maybe. So I just had in that moment, I just had to kind of bite my own tongue and, and, and speak to preach the, my own sermon to myself, yeah. right. About, about that as a parent preach, I had to put on some coaching shoes and look at my parent self and say, shut up. Shut yeah. up, Chris. Yeah, and I didn't. Say, I, mean, I didn't say anything to anybody about. Like I, I, I refused to speak to his coaches in college, especially, <laughs> right? About, but it happens, man. I, you wouldn't believe how how many phone calls these guys, Ohio University football coaches, even get. Oh wow, parents. that makes me feel better. I know. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I was I shocked. An amazing that. parent. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, but but no, I but you know. Well, you did. He, you did tell somebody, I, and I, I wish I could go back into my uh, text messages and find it. But since because I vented to you a little bit, you didn't vent. I don't remember what I said. You told me how proud you were. Yes, of the way Brock handled himself. Right, particularly during one of those weekends when he didn't play at all. Yeah, and you were watching him in the dugout and how he was interacting mm -hmm. with the other players and the other coaches and how he was doing his role of being a backup catcher. Yeah. And I think that is a perfect example mm. of what I want to, you know, present to the parents listening out there yeah. today is that, and we talk about it all the time, there's opportunities and it's painful Right, it's just like punishing your kids. That's painful. You don't want to yeah. punish your kids, but it's necessary sometimes. But there's opportunities. Normally, they come through that you know venue of adversity that we have the yeah. opportunity to really help our kids see something great about life. And I think you did it there, not to put you on the spot. And I wasn't planning on bringing that up. It just it came up sure. in the conversation. But I that, do remember that, that moment. Yeah. What's Brock? What's Brock doing now? Well, he's the full-time assistant coach. He's the full-time assistant coach. And you know what? Coach. That was the role he was taking on. That's right. As a sophomore in, in college. That's right. So yeah. it's to the players out there. He told us later, our coaches asked us asked me to sit beside them in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. 
they saw something there. Go yeah. get your go dupe. Perform your role, guys. Yeah, guys and girls, whatever your role is. You know what? You're gonna have the rest of your life to be angry. You go out there and you don't like the role that you have. So what? Perform it the best yeah, you can. So what is a good word. You can go home and and be mad about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're gonna get so much out of just doing everything you can to be the best that you can be mm-hmm. in the role that you're asked to perform. Jocko Willink has a really cool segment that he calls good. I think he even has T-shirts now that, that say good on them. Have you ever heard this? He talks about anytime something happens to you that is adverse, something that you don't like, respond with good. Yes. And then give yourself a reason why it's good. Like, like okay, I'm sitting the bench today. Good. That's going to give me an opportunity to see if I can handle this and still be positive. Good. I'm going to serve somebody else and help them be the best they can be. Good. And 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 he's just like, just just do that with everything. And you're, he said, it will change your life. It will change everything about your outlook on anything you do. Just mm. respond with good. Yep. And then and then give yourself a reason why it can be a good thing. There you go. Because he, and here's what he says. Because there is a good reason. There, there is. is a good and and you got to find it in that moment. And sometimes you're the only person who's going to find it. Right? As a coach, hopefully, I help our players find that and you help our, your players to find that, right? But sometimes you're the only one that's going to see it and you're the only one that's going to figure it out yeah. in that moment. I want to tell you one other thing about that cir- circumstance with Brock and that and and that's this. When 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 those conversations hadn't yet happened, but like we could all sort of sense it, you know, like, okay, you're not playing as much, right? He kind of looked nervous. He seemed nervous to, to tell me about it, to like to tell me not only about that he'd lost, you know, that he had, he had lost his position some, in, some, in some ways, but that he was okay with it. Like he was in many ways defending his coaches yeah. sometimes, right? There's another star right there. And, and the point I'm, I'm making about that is, is like he knew that there is disappointment in, from coming, disappointment vibes coming from me, yeah. right? Now, whether that is felt disappointment in him because he's not playing, I certainly, I mean, that's not the case you know, like as a parent, I can tell you, I'm certainly not disappointed in him for not not playing or whatever. You know, right, right, I'm right. But I think sometimes your kids are more nervous about them not playing because of how you feel as a parent. Absolutely. Than they are that, about themselves not playing. That's the point. That's yeah. the point that needs to be made is we need to do a better job as parents letting our kids know yeah. that, hey, I'm proud of you for the role that you're yeah. you know you're performing. I've had I've had players on on my teams before who I who I like they weren't playing much and their demeanor was was good. Like they they you know they were working hard in practice. They they were real positive, jovial with me and then something changed. Like they all of a sudden all of a sudden their demeanor changed and they and you're like what happened? 
And then you have like an assistant coach say, hey, by the way, did you see so-and-so's mom or dad's post on the internet? And, and it just happens to be right around that date when that <laughs> demeanor changed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're thinking, well, you know, he, he seemed like he was fine about his role, you know, like not, you know, like not satisfied, but accepting of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And in that moment, you know, in those moments, but were there conversations that happened at home away from the field that maybe sort of gave him a different perspective, that perspective being the disappointment that he feels from his parents about the fact that he's not playing as much or she, you know, it, it could be any, and, uh, I think, I think we got to be careful there as well as, as, as parents, because you're, you're basically saying the validity of you playing the sport is linked to how often you're in, you're on the field. Yes. And you know what that, it that just, is not winning. No, it isn't. That's it's not, not teaching your child how to be a winner no, either. Yeah. It's really not. It's really yeah. not. Good talk today, coach. Mm -hmm. If you disagree with anything we say, reach out to us, let us know. Tell Please us, do. Tell us we're missing yeah. the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've hit our time limit, haven't we? Yeah, we're going to have to get we're out of here. We're at 1 o'clock. people waiting on us. Yep. Some <laughs> dude out there just waiting on us. He, he keeps giving us, he gives us the, uh, you know, he's, he's giving us that look like, are these guys going to finish up or not? <laughs> so, let me ask you something real quick. What have you been drinking over there? It's a secret. <laughs> is that Kool-Aid in that water bottle? No, it's one of the, what is it? It's Kool-Aid. It's your, it, your pre-workout drink. It's the, uh, what, the aspartame Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have sugar. <laughs> right, little thing, little packet you you, you dump in the in the water. So yeah, but yeah, we didn't get into all of our criteria and things like that. But we'll say this to coaches: make sure you have criteria that's outlined for for why you know for why your players yeah, are going to play in a game, uh, and and then communicate that up front. Yeah, right? and and to the parents, you know, absolutely figure out why. You have to talk to your kids about yep. why. You know, they they shouldn't be ashamed of, of yeah. their role on a team, regardless of yes. what that individual stat of playing time is. Without a doubt. We need to do that for our kids. We need to do that for our programs. And really, we need to do it for our our, our society. <laughs> we need, it's we, all about communication, isn't it? And, and honesty. It's honest communication, being able to hear, be able to give honest communication, be able to hear honest communication, and still, and, and even be able to disagree. And still be able to be on the same team. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. that's the United States of America, folks. Good word. <laughs>